0: How UFC's handled it, and how Bellator's handled it. Bellator just went and
1: postponed everything. Um, What have you? uh, Oh, you just like tuned out there for a second. What's uh, what's Brave's approach?
0: Um, You know, Brave was actually one of the first promotions to not just cancel or postpone one event, but they postponed all their future events until pretty much this whole pandemic is over worldwide because they are a global promotion. You know, my fight was supposed to be in Brazil, then I believe they had another fight planned in Romania and in Sweden. So it's all over the world, um, and literally, they were trying to you know, talk to every single country and trying to figure out what was next. I know the next event was mine, which, again, I was down here three months training, and sadly, had to be postponed. UFC Brasilia was happening, and that technically wasn't even allowed, but the fighters and all the crew were already there, so Brazil was just like, you know what? you guys can still run the event, just make it closed doors. You guys are already here. We're not going to just send you back home. Might as well do you know, what you came here to do. So, you know, that was technically the last big event that happened. Um, but after that, I believe the next day, Brave was like, you know what? We're just not even going to test it. We don't want you guys to get super excited for this fight. And they, the day before, we have to cancel it on you. So they ended up uh, postponing our event. And then they go, you know what? Let's just play this as safe as possible. Let's... Um, Commun- communicate with all the government bodies and go we're just gonna we're just gonna wait we don't want to give anyone high hopes like right now honestly the USC is kind of doing that with like fight island and we're gonna have fights every single week and mortal combat and this and, that, and that's cool again nothing nothing bad about fight island i think it's an awesome idea i think it's a really really cool concept just right now no one should be going anywhere you know like hell me i want to go back home to chicago and then come back to training that honestly might be the dumbest thing to do you know, then I have to go home. I have to go through an airport. I have to go through two airports, possibly three, if I have a layover. Uh, I'm exposed to many things, many people, many different surroundings. And then by the time I get to Chicago, that's a whole different population that possibly has COVID nineteen. You know, a much bigger population than Florida. So, it's a uh, you know, it's it's a crazy thing right now. With the world's going through. But I think right now everyone should be staying home and and happy that everyone is is or at least everyone that is healthy and, and alive and doing their thing.
1: Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good that you have that uh, that sort of outlook. I find a lot of MMA fighters tend to be like, "Yeah, I'm down to fight anywhere." Um, so it's good that you have that, you know, rational thinking. Like, yeah, you know, I, even though I'm healthy, even though you know I'm I've trained, I'm I'm fit, I'm putting other people at risk. So it's it's good to it's good to see that sort of perspective as well.
0: well I'm not even gonna lie to you. If they called me to fight tomorrow, I would love it. Me, <laughs> I haven't fought, I haven't fought one year. But there's also that selfish perspective of. I haven't fought in one year. I would love money. Um, my career doesn't advance in any aspect until I fight win or lose. I need yeah. to get inside the cage. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm itching to get back in there. But but my grandmother's 92. If I decide yeah. to go home after this fight, she's the one put at, at risk. My mother's, I believe, you know, in her mid-50s. That's another person at risk. You know, I lost my father last year. I'm not gonna have this, you know, try to happen again my, there's actually a girl down here which made it a little more realistic. There's a girl down here um, who trains, her father just passed away because of COVID-19. You know, so it's like, oh man, this ain't no conspiracy theory. This stuff is, this stuff is real. You know, and it's happening to real people all over the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what's it, what's it like? I mean, obviously uh, the last interview I heard from you was shortly after uh, your release from the UFC a year and a half ago. Um, you signed a four fight deal. You've had one fight and obviously, like you mentioned, you had the unfortunate, um, loss in your family. So first off, sorry about, sorry to hear that. Um, and, um, but now this, so it just seems like, you know, there's your first fight with Amir got postponed. You were supposed to fight in the Philippines. Then you fought in Jordan and then now two fights have been canceled. Um, you've, like you said, you're itching to get back in there. Do you have an idea of when that's going to be? Um, and if so, do you think, it, have you heard, obviously you're part of the flyweight tournament. Is it still going to be, uh, Nicolau or is there another, another name that's been coming up?
0: You know, I talked to one of the guys today and I actually, after this interview, we'll be doing a whole live thing with, uh, Carlos Kramer, the ring announcer for Brave and, and talking about that. But it's, it's one of those things that we just don't know. You know, I would love it to be a flyweight tournament from what I know. I talked to some of the guys yesterday. They said yes, that's something we still want to do. It might be sped up a little bit if you guys are all down for it. We might have two fights a day, just like the PFL, just change the rules a little bit so it can be a little healthier. Maybe, you know, two rounds, maybe the rounds are are less time for three rounds you just never know so we're trying to figure it out we want to make it as exciting as possible i know brave definitely wants to crown their flyweight champion um sooner rather than later so then eventually they can make super fights maybe you know let's say if i did win the belt me versus steven loman the bantamweight champion which that guy is the longest reigning champ for for brave which is awesome um
1: you were mentioning his name last year too so
0: (laughs) yeah man he's i it was funny because i commentated for for the very first brave event and I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't know many of these fighters, blah, blah. And then I saw his fight against Franz Malambo. And I know Franz. I've trained with him. I know how hard he hits. And Steven was getting beat up. I was like, man, this, oh, all right. And then out of nowhere, second and third round, and he comes back and dominates the fight. And you're like, damn, I like this kid. And out of nowhere, he does a rematch and, and fights a bunch more guys. And you're like, he gets beat up every first round. And then somehow prevails, comes to adversity. And I was like, this is the fighter I want to fight. This is just an exciting type of fight because I'm the same exact way. If I'm able to push through after the first round, again, I've only lost one as an amateur, one as a pro. If I can push through in the first round, I will in the second, third, fourth, fifth, if it's a championship-style fight. The longer it goes, the worse it is for my opponents because I'm, I'm the conditioning guy, Stephen Loman. So I'm like, that would be just a fan-entertaining fight. But I don't know what Braids going to do when it comes to the flyweight tournament. They're really just trying to focus on the health of uh, pretty much all of their athletes and everyone around the world going hey we're trying to spread a posi- uh, positive message and i'm just one of those people on board as well and they're just talking to the to the you know the government bodies are going can we have an event is it healthy is it safe instead of going uh kind of honestly you know i'm not trying to bash the ufc but it does look bad we're like dana's the only person in the world trying to run an event he goes okay where are we going to do this what indian ground or native american ground are we going to do this at what state is going to allow this up oh, we're going to buy an island and do this like dude Relax. As much as us fans would yep. love to see the fights Again, what, Tony Khabib is, like five years in the making? I would love to see the fight, but, but there's so many health factors at risk. I think um, uh, what was Wonderboy Thompson, he ended up putting a, uh, a, a quote out there saying, he goes, dude, there's a bunch of old people where I live. I'm not going to put their health at risk. Yeah, I might be perfectly fine, but I might not know I catch something and give it to them, and then, you know, there goes a, a domino effect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's it, um, what's it like? I mean, you were supposed to fight in Jordan or you did fight in Jordan. You were supposed to fight in the Philippines. Um, what's the fan base like there? Obviously, you know, I, I'm from Canada, so I know the Canadian fan base is very passionate. You know, we've got guys like GSP, TJ Grant, super passionate about them. And then you got Brazilian fans and the U S fans seem to be like their fans, but they don't, they're not as passionate about local fighters.
0: How did you find uh, Jordan? They're definitely not as passionate uh, to local fighters as uh, the Americans, which really, really sucks. Again, you see fighters, for example, Lomachenko, um, um, uh, Manny Pacquiao, I can't, remember, Ricky Hatton, all these people that are from different countries. Their whole country follows into all these events. If yeah. not, the whole country shuts down. It's actually given the fact that when Manny Pacquiao fights, there is literally zero crime in the Philippines when that when that fight is happening. Before, after, I don't know. But that fight during those 36 minutes, it's ridiculous. So that, that's how crazy it is. But um, when I went to Jordan, I was a little skeptical, you know, or skeptical, excuse me. I was a little skeptical because I was like, man, I'm honestly in the Middle East. I'm an American. Sometimes, you know, again, the way media portrays people, uh, especially in the States here, everyone in the States here, again, with Donald Trump, everyone's like, oh, Muslims, boo, Muslims, this, that. It's like. Muslims aren't the problem it's certain people that just so happen to be Muslim that are the problem and but yep. you have people like Trump and all these people again whatever the, the case may be so I was a little nervous out there and when I walked out I was like, you know what just to play it safe I'm not gonna walk out with my American flag I just don't want to do it plus I was literally the only American on the card so I was like ah, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. Plus, I was fighting, um, you know, a guy who was born in Iraq. He was an Iraqi refugee, moved to, you know, London in UK. So it was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play as safe as possible. So when I walked out, honestly, I did hear a couple boos. But my Iraqi opponent walked out first. I mean, is a great fighter, 11-0, big prospect. Yeah, you want your Middle Eastern guy to really come up, especially because Middle Easterns aren't really known for being MMA fighters, not exactly yet. And uh, I think that's the Brave is doing really, really well showcasing them. But, um. They want to, who who doesn't want to beat the American, you know. So when I yeah. walked out, everyone's like, boo, it was like, damn, this is the first time I ever walked out and got booed. Ah, all right. And then I got there, I fought. If people were enjoying the fight, that after immediately I was trying to be respectful, um, and 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 fit to the culture. Like I said, What's up, guys? I really appreciate the love and support, man. It really does mean a lot. And everyone's like, yeah like he's cool you know he's one of us he's not just uh, a, a douchebag American if you want to say stereotypically Kobe Covington and stuff like that you know so um I was like it ended up being really really cool and actually um some of the guys there took me out to Petra, which is one of the natural wonders of the world and it was it was definitely a fun experience I want to do it again I really was heartbroken when I had to pull out for the Philippines fight I really wanted to fight in the Philippines, Manny Pacquiao is my favorite fighter, so I'm like, I want to go. Maybe Manny Pacquiao's gonna be there. You just never know. So, um, you know, maybe one day, hopefully. But uh, maybe we we'll get Stephen Loman. That would be even better. But it's a uh, time will tell. And I'm, I'm excited to just fight anywhere. I know when I fight in Bahrain in the Middle East, which I've just gone many times, that country loves me. It's it's, it's another home for me. So I'm like, this right here is is really really awesome.
1: How have you uh, have you because you, you've been doing some com- commentating? How have you how have you found that? Have it is it uh has it was it a natural transition for you? Obviously you're well spoken. Um, I know like a lot of fighters tend to transition into into it. Um how how was the transition? Did you do you enjoy it?
0: I liked it a lot. It was um definitely a little different. It's not the same as just randomly talking to your girlfriend or significant other or your parents at home while watching a fight. You, you know, you can't just be like, oh man, you have to kind of like really explain it and those and things down sometimes because most of the fans are average fans. They don't know much about the sport. They just love to see blood, gore, you know, chokes, all that stuff. So when I'm talking, I'm honestly just talking about what I see. I just have to break it down a little more. I think the hardest part is not getting too excited and then also not being too quiet to where I'm messing up the two or other person next to me. Um, you know, because we all have to be in sync and have a good time. Even if you don't like the person, you have to have a good time, yeah. fake it to you, make it type of thing. And uh, you honestly, you honestly have to be – a little more um, uh, over-exaggerated sometimes, you know. Again, you see like the the UFC when they people get oh. knocked out, they're like, ah, you know. So you do have to have fun a little bit, but it is for me. I, I believe a natural um, transition. It's a lot of fun. I want to do more. I'm disappointed. I haven't been able to do more, but you know, one day maybe you never know.
1: It's got to be. It's got to be difficult to to stay unbiased, like especially if there's someone on the card or someone's fighting, and you're like, ah, I don't like him very much um it's got it's got to be difficult to to keep that unbiased to yourself like dominic cruz for example he commentated uriah Faber's fight i can imagine wanting to just be like no he's losing (laughs) but
0: uh yeah yeah you want to piece him apart and it's honestly for me it's not that i don't like certain people usually i just whatever i'll I'll keep it as neutral as possible with that but it's hard to not be over excited about a fighter that you like you know, yeah. a friend going in there because honestly, I'm friends with a lot of people. So when I see people even fight each other, I'm like, oh man, I don't wanna I don't even wanna like watch this fight because it's just two really, really good guys. But um sometimes I'm just you have to be as neutral as possible. That's the hardest part, or even tell the other commentator next to me, like, hey, I'm not gonna lie to you, this is my friend. So I might be a little over excited about this. So I want you to be the devil's advocate and root for the other guy or something like that. So we can break it even and it seems fair on both sides.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know UFC is kind of in your past. Um, it's a year and a half or so removed from from your release. Um, what are your thoughts now on the the way the divisions kind of played out? Obviously, they released a bunch of people. Um, they kind of looked like the division was going to disappear, and then now it looks like it's back up again. Um, I think you know one of the main reasons for your release was perhaps the you know the dwindling of the flyweight division. It's got to almost be a little bit bittersweet to see it kind of you know rise again. Um, what are your thoughts on on the division?
0: Um, I, I don't I don't really want to say it's rising again because it's been at the same spot. It's been like at a limbo for since I left. You know, yeah. really, it was more of like we're gonna cut people once they lose or the contracts over. You know, I was one of the first because I lost. Uh, Jared Brooks was next. Justin Scoggins and it just started going down. Um, and they only kept a handful of people. Why? It wasn't because all of them were good, because there were still people that obviously lost. I mean, look at Dustin Ortiz. Um, he lost against Joseph Benavidez, and he was cut. I that was a veteran in the, in the UFC in general and a veteran and a pioneer in, in the flyweight division. But then you have you know, guys like, um, well, who, hell, who beat me? Alex Perez. Alex Perez lost against Joseph Benavides' in the next fight, but then he gets called back. And it's like, um, okay, Luis Smoka got to lose four in a row. And then still got to come back after he was released. He got he had to come back like three months later or something like that at the Bantamweight Division. Some fighters, like myself, were not allowed to bump up, even though half my wins at the time were at the Bantamweight Division. So it was like, this isn't really being, being fair. It's very political and very like, hey, I'm your friend. I'm going to help you out. But dude, I don't even like you. You're out. or I don't really have a conversation with you. So you're out. Um, so it does suck. But. When it comes to the UFC and and what I believe is next with the division, I I really don't know. Courtney Garbrandt says he's going to supposedly try to cut down. I highly doubt that because he's bigger than TJ, and TJ had a hard time cutting down. So I don't see him trying to do it. He already struggles making balance. So I don't see him doing that. But um, Suhudo definitely doesn't want to come back down. I know that for a fact. Um, Benavidez lost. They were hoping Benavidez would win, and that didn't happen. Um, For Guerrero, you know, I believe has a couple more fights under his contract, left. so you can't cut him because he's technically won his last fight. Uh, so, this division's really at limbo. They're looking for a new champion. They're looking for the youngins. I mean, Kyle De France they hired the Russian guy that just beat Tim Obviously, the guy would be me, Alex Perez. And I believe there's a handful of others that they're really looking as prospects. But they said the same thing with Sergio Pettis and he lost to Joseph Benavides. And then, you know, so that didn't happen as well. So, I don't see anything happening anytime soon. Maybe. It'll just last for a little bit, and some of those guys would be allowed to ban him away, but I, I don't see anything happening uh progressively at least in the future. yeah it
1: it definitely is unusual, like especially like when you look at your you were eight and one, you had a win and you had a loss. Uh, any other division, and n- no one gets cut. you know uh, so it's and you think about it, your only loss is to the guy who's ranked sixth in the world. Yeah. So well
0: see there's there's also the bad thing is that technically in all technicality, and it's not to belittle some of the fighters, which you kind of does is the top 15 guys in the UFC are the only 15 guys in the flyweight division. Yep. <laughs> so there was 45 of us, now there's 15. And no offense to those guys, a lot of them have lost, but they're still somehow ranked top in the world. And that, and I think that does belittle a bunch a bunch of the guys like myself, Adriana Moras, a one FC champion, a bunch of the guys in one FC, other flyweights in, in Brave, uh, uh Ryzen, you know, so it does uh look bad upon us all because UFC is known as the predominant promotion, but um, you know, all fifteen guys are ranked. I don't believe it's fair.
1: Yeah, and I think the I personally think the best the best one twenty-fiver is in one FC. Right. Demetrius Johnson's over there, the best of all time, arguably the greatest of all time in any division isn't even the UFC. And I think that that definitely doesn't shine a positive light on on the division in the UFC. Um, Is that ultimately the goal? If if for whatever reason, within the next two years, that division picks up steam, it's got 45, 50 people. Uh, is your goal to end up back in the UFC, or is that something that's like it's in the past? Um, I don't – I want to look forward. I'm enjoying my time in Brave.
0: Well, right now it's definitely in the past. I'm definitely looking forward to what's next in Brave. I've only had one fight in one year, so I definitely want to make up time for that. Two, they're letting me commentate. They're really trying to build me and promote me. And three, I'm finally being respected as the individual with the great resume that I came into, you know, and both promotions with. I thought – the way I'm being treated now was the way I thought the UFC was gonna treat me, but didn't happen whatsoever. I was literally I've never been so belittled with my resume. It's 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 ridiculous. And it's not to put myself on a pedestal. I've worked hard for what I achieved, so I believe I deserve some type of you know little thing. But being signed to a very last-minute fight, nine days, 26 pounds, be forced into it. Um, all 10 calls were last minute. No one really caring about my my resume. If I was any other weight class. I would have been highlighted, no problem. But because I was a flyweight, a dying weight class, it didn't really matter. Um, you, I can say bad things, which I didn't really say bad things. I was just kind of pointing the business aspect, and that's why it was released first. But then you got Kobe Covington talking trash and, and all these people talking trash to Dana White, and they're perfectly fine. They're hired. So it's like if, it, if I was a different weight class, it would have been different. So for me, if I'm not looking at, at the UFC whatsoever anytime soon, nor am I ever really – um, but if I were to try to come back, it's like I want to see some type of change. I want to see some type of progressive movement of going, this is a, a weight class that we're trying to build back up and definitely 100% trying to keep instead of going, uh, we're at Limbo like right now. If they were to call me right now, I would 100% say no.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way you were treated, uh, you've made it pretty vocal uh, when you were released, as well as you know everyone in the division seems to be – you know it, it, kind of in limbo unless you're joseph Benavides or guys who are promoted by the organization there no one's really been been super super content at 125 um and i guess some non-mma mma material for for people like myself who are in quarantine aren't allowed to leave the house what sorts of recommendations do you have what do you are you watching any tv shows is there anything out there that you're that you're doing to keep yourself occupied
0: um I've actually been more tired now than I I was during training. I'd rather be getting beat up than what I'm doing now. I'm actually uh I stay at ATT in the dorms, but I you know, go a couple of minutes away to my manager's house and he has two kids and they're nine and eleven. Those girls tired me out. Like it is exhausting. Now I'm the guy that's like, All right, come on, pull this play, girls, what are we gonna do? They're like, oh, look, we have a trampoline. We have a pool. Two things I've always wanted as a kid. I always had a pool, like one of those, like, built-up ones. They eat in the and then ground. is just, just a shocker to me. But they have a trampoline, so I'm like, yeah, cool. Dude, they just don't get off me. It's like, what are you doing? 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 And I'm like, like, right now, I literally just finished a workout. And they kept on coming in the garage because there's bags in the garage. They kept on coming in the garage, and I'm filming making, like, Little technique videos, and they're like, Are you done yet? I'm like, I'm halfway through this. Come, I the more you bother, the, the less I have time to play with you, you know. So it does become exhausting. Um, shout out to all the parents out there. I don't believe I have any kids, but man, this is exhausting. Good job for you guys being able to do this for 18 years. But um they, they take all their energy out of me. And it's it's fun though. It's it's definitely nice experience. And then playing Nintendo Switch has probably been one of the biggest things i would love to read i'd love to practice a different language i would love to watch movies but honestly i get so lazy i'm like i'm gonna be productive after this nap so it just never happens
1: yeah i'm kind of in the the same boat that's kind of why i started this i was bored there's no ufc no sports so i said you know what i'm gonna start a podcast start building something up um i'm passionate about it huge fan and uh Thank you for taking the time, man. I, I appreciate you you uh, you making some time to uh, to speak to me.
0: I appreciate, it, man. It was an honor. Thank you for the questions. They're actually, really good questions. Real good stats. I, I like that. Uh, you looked up yourself, so appreciate it. And um, yeah, man it, it it's we're all, we're all through a struggle, but the good thing is, I guess the selfish aspect, but it is a positive thing is that we are definitely one hundred percent not alone in this. Um, we are all losing money losing time losing whatever the case may be but it's we're all doing this together so you know don't don't feel super bad for yourself it's definitely not one of those dark clouds that's just hovering over you it's hovering over everybody
1: yeah perfect wise words uh, great way to end it thanks man
0: no problem man take care of yourself
1: yeah you too wash your hands
0: <laughs> yeah <I'm fine. sighs>